Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell for your Wednesday morning, the middle of the week, and it's already the 1st of February 2023. Daniel Pedgrew in the chair. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170 is our open line number. You can send a text anytime 0457 736 736 or before Joel and Fletch for breakfast this morning from 6am for our Queensland listers as per usual. You'll get the first hour of that and then Patton Heels along at 6am local time for you. Uh, lots coming up between now and 6am though in this show. Go to uh, cross down to Melbourne in about 10 or so minutes time from now. Speak to Matt Donald. He's still filling in for Matty Cox who... Seems like he's on his, like his fifth or sixth week of holiday. Uh, so we'll have a chat about some of the sporting issues of the week uh, with Matt Donald, as I say, host of Tradies News in a nutshell down in Melbourne. We'll do that in about 15 minutes' time. Lots of news to get to. We'll get to that in a second. We may also, if we have time, play a bit of an interview that Jimmy Smith did with Graham Arnold yesterday on the afternoon show here on SEN. We spoke to our football correspondent, John Gallo, about it yesterday. So if we get a chance, we'll play a bit of that this morning as well, and want to hear from you as always. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Coming up to two past five in New South Wales, two past four in Queensland. Um, a lot of rugby league news around, and we are now only what a month away, a month tomorrow until supposedly, at uh, the start of the season. That still continues on, the NRL up against the RLPA. There was a bit of a Twitter war uh, yesterday as well. We'll get to that in a second. But before that, uh, just away from uh, the dispute between the NRL and the RLPA, there's a lot of other uh, news going on in, in the News Corp uh, papers. So back page of the Daily Telegraph in Sydney and also back page of the Courier-Mail in Brisbane. Uh, there's been a coaches survey, uh, which is... Um, Interesting. Um, and it's they've asked a few interesting questions, and I'd be interested to get your response in it as well. So we know the Pride Jersey saga uh, drove a wedge through Manly, and now it has to fight at the NRL's coaching ranks. Now, in part one of this survey conducted by the News Corp papers, uh, the NRL coaches and assistant coaches' responses were split down the middle over whether they would encourage their players to wear a Pride Jersey. The coaches were more definitive when it came to whether the NRL should introduce a pride round. Half of them said no, while 17% declined to answer. ARL Commission Chairman Peter Volandi said the game was investigating the introduction of a respect round. So maybe slightly, slightly different to a pride round. He said yesterday, we were always going to look at a respect round. What a respect round is, is that it respects everyone's views. We might not agree with them, but we respect them. So if we were going to do anything, we were going to do a respect round. It wasn't going to be a pride round because then you alienate other people. We pride ourselves on being an inclusive game. To be an inclusive game, you have to respect everyone's views. We know what happened with the Manly Seagulls at the back end of last year. Um, and if you cast your mind back to that particular time when uh, that happened, firstly, uh, the reaction, uh, I think one of the busiest days, if not the busiest days uh, I've experienced here on SEN, not just this show, but of course uh, the breakfast show, Vossi and Brandy were taking call after call about that and of course right throughout the day. But if you look at the context of the Manly Seagull season last year as well, uh, that was when they're in that sort of middle 
part of the, uh, not middle part of the top eight, but middle part of the ladder where there was about three or four teams looking to make the top eight. And at that point, they were playing the Roosters on the Thursday night and the Roosters were just either just inside the top eight or just outside of the top eight. Um, and it was a key match. They lost that match. And then I'm pretty sure they didn't win a game after that. And we know what happened to Des Hassler after that. So a lot stemmed from that situation. Now, that could have happened anyway for the Manly Seagulls. But still uh, interesting uh, that there'll be no pride round, it seems, uh, this year. Pride jersey may be still on the table, but um, a respect round definitely being looked at. Some other interesting questions, though, that were asked of uh, the coaches. Um, so I've mentioned the pride jersey one. Um, however, there's a couple of other ones saying, should the NRL expand and if so, to where? Now, of course, we've got the Dolphins coming into the competition in uh, just four weeks' time. But uh, the overwhelming response, if they are to expand, if they are to put an 18th team in, 52% of coaches said Perth. Now, I've been saying for a long time that Perth would be probably the place I would be going. Uh, 22% of them said no. Um, and after that, New Zealand, a second New Zealand team had 14% of the support. And then the Pacific team, Central Coast, North Sydney, all had 4% of the support. So overwhelmingly for Perth, not surprised about that. Do you agree with that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. If you are going to expand the NRL to an 18th team sometime in the next, you'd imagine, five years, if that's what they're looking at, would you be going to Perth? Is that the place... Uh, you'd be going, and do you agree with the coaches? 52% of the coaches saying that the 18th team should be in Perth. Uh, they also don't believe uh, the coaches get enough support from the NRL. 79% of them said no, uh, they don't. Only 9% believed uh, they did. Um, and just a couple of other things as well. The officiating, uh, the biggest issue in the game, 21%. Um, and concussion, also the biggest issue in the game, sorry, at 58%, then officiating at 21%. But they also still think teams are taking advantage of the concussion rule. 63% of coaches said uh, yes to that. So interesting anyway, do you agree with some of what the coaches have said? Concussion, the biggest issue in the game at 58%. Perth, the place to expand the game at 52%. Um, and do coaches not get enough support from the NRL? 79% saying no. They also were asked, do they regard, regard rugby union as a threat to rugby league when it comes to the game stars? Overwhelmingly, they said no at 88%. Um, not overly surprising, but I think with Eddie Jones back, and we'll talk a bit about Eddie Jones a bit later on, um, I think it might well be... a Bit of a threat to rugby league, at least to take a couple of their plays. They're not going to take every player. But your thoughts on what some of the coaches said, or all the coaches said, and some of their thoughts, 0457 736 736 or 1300 In particular, expanding to Perth, would you like to see that? And is concussion the biggest worry in our game? Uh, there was a lot of stuff flying around on social media yesterday as well uh, from the NRL and the RLPA. You probably would have seen this on Monday, when there was stuff on Twitter and Instagram flying around about the fact that the NRL uh, were not going to uh, support the NRLW players when it comes to pregnancy. Well, uh, there are a couple of tweets yesterday. The first one came in from the NRL yesterday morning uh, saying that the statements were misleading and that the NRL, NRLW clubs and the RLPA have been working together 
to ensure the following. Uh, so they said providing paid and unpaid support for children up to 24 months, NRL financial support of paid player parental cover per season, uh, NRL financial support for replacement players for pregnancy replacement, and they also said pregnant players will have contract security and players will be able to move to a safe job. Well, a few hours after that, the RLPA put out a statement saying, in response to commentary and releases about the uh, players' CBA negotiations and NRLW pregnancy and carers policy and private health insurance, this is the RLPA's position on how the last few months have unfolded. So I went on to say the RLPA developed the first pregnancy and parental leave policy for consideration and bargaining. The NRL rejected that draft policy. The RLPA then received an NRL pregnancy and carers policy in October, but it was rejected by the RLPA because it was not substantial enough and its coverage was inadequate. The NRL then requested further clarification information on the RLPA's policy. Uh, And then it continued to go on. Um, The RLPA provided that information but heard nothing from the NRL until receiving its CBA proposal, which made it clear that the NRL would not agree to a policy as part of the CBA. The NRL would only consult with the RLPA on the development of the policy. No such policy was included in the NRL's most recent CBA proposal for review. We are in agreement on multi-season contracts. However, we do not agree with the NRL's position of six months contracts in 2023 and a changing of the mode under the term. So it continues on. They're all having a meeting over the next few days and hopefully this will get sorted. Some club executives and CEOs saying we may never get a CBA signed. I'll tell you a bit about that a little later on. We'll get to your text shortly. 0457 736 736. You can call 1300 01 1170. But on the other side of this, we'll have a chat with Matt Donald down in Melbourne. 14 past 5, 14 past 4 in Queensland. Going to cross down to Melbourne and speak to Matt Donald, host of Tradies News in Melbourne in exactly a minutes time from now asking you uh, on the back of the coaches survey uh, in the news court papers today uh, the expansion team 52 percent said the next team should be in perth only four percent said a second new zealand team uh, or a pacific team or north sydney team uh, i think around 22 percent said no and is concussion the biggest issue in rugby league at the moment uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 a couple of texts there I'll get to them after we speak uh, to Matt and as I said uh, just before the break just before we speak to Matt a lot of uh, club executives one senior administrator uh, believes that uh, the CBA may never be agreed to by the NRL and the RLPA uh, but believes that the fans uh, won't miss out. The players don't want to hurt the fans and they won't, won't strike, but it may never be signed and it may just continue. So we'll see what happens. A lot of other news floating around, some injury news as well to the Sharks, but let's cross down to Melbourne now and speak to Matt Donald here on Tradies News in a Nutshell. <laughs> Yes, uh, good to have the great man Matt Donald back on the line once again. Matty Cox still away from Tradies News in Melbourne. So, Matt Donald, morning to you, Matt. Good morning to you, Dan. Yeah, still trying to follow up what Cox is yeah. doing. It's uh, two weeks. It's become three weeks now for him in terms of taking a little bit of time off. So, I'm not, not sure what's going on there. Still following up. But great to be on the program with you. How have you been the past week? Yeah, very well. A lot of sport going on. And yeah, uh, we, we do have to investigate Matty's absence because it's just, it's gone on far too long. How, how, how dare someone have a holiday for three weeks? I oh, know, it's, it's unbelievable. One week, all right, I can, I can get that too. Mm. Yeah, but 
Get it going into a third week now. It's, it's, he's starting to turn into a part-timer here. It's just getting too much. It's getting too much. Uh, yeah, lots going on. I mean, Melbourne was uh, the centre of the sporting world, really, wasn't it, on the weekend? Uh, Maddie, with uh, the both the finals, both the women's final and the men's final, just before we get to the talk about Novak Djokovic um, maybe being the best ever, I just want your thoughts, actually, on the final week of the Australian Open because there was discuss- some discussion in the studios here of SEN Sydney and I saw some stuff on social media about now the second week of the Australian Open was probably a bit underwhelming and I defended it uh, on Friday but I have to say, aside from the women's final, which was really, really good, I thought, Matt, that the last few days, it was a little one-sided. And yes, uh, there were some tiebreakers in the final with Novak Djokovic, but we would have liked to have seen at least four sets done and straight sets. What did you make of the last few days of the Australian Open? Yeah, I think the general feeling, Dan, was that it was Novak's to lose from a very early uh period on in the tournament mm. that it was the, the race was very much on for second place. I mean, there was obviously the discussion around Novak and, and that potential hamstring injury of his earlier in the tournament and that, that possibly could have derailed things. But I think it was from the, the clash against Alex Demonor that he looked to have fully shaken that. Mm. And then from then on, it just, it just looked very straightforward for him to be able to coast through. The, the unfortunate aspect of the tournament was that a lot of players, both in the men's and women's tournament, had pulled out prior to it yeah. with, with injury, which I think took away from the quality of the, the tournament that we otherwise might have had, mm. which I think was a was a bit of a shame. And as a result, it meant for, for players like Novak, who were left, to, left standing, that perhaps the draw might have been less difficult than it mm. could have been. But yeah, I think that was gen, the general sort of feeling around here as well, is that it was, it was pretty much going to be Novak who was going to win the Australian Open and it would have taken something quite extraordinary for someone else to get up, which was a bit of a shame because it was, it was a fantastic first week of the tournament Yeah, in terms of, in terms of having full crowds back and having some terrific matches as well. I mean, if you want to go back, there was the Australians, Kubler and and Hichikata Mm. when they got past the first round in their singles clashes, there were the dramatic five set matches that Andy Murray had played in as well. Uh, John Millman with another five set. There were so many different talking points. But once it became clear who the final few were and that Novak was at full fitness, it looked a fake complete. Unfortunately, from a neutral point of view, at least. Yeah, I don't think anyone will forget, uh, you mentioned Andy Murray, that match against Kokonakis uh, that finished after 4 a.m. in the morning on that Friday a couple of weeks ago. I agree with you. I thought the first week was really, really entertaining uh, up until probably last Monday. And then it started, uh, and look, it was still some very good tennis being played, but yeah, then it started to get a little bit predictable, I think. But I, I, I'm one that likes to see the new generation coming through. So I have no issue with that. And it's the only way these players, the more they play against the big names, the more they either win or uh, lose, the more experience they get. It's the only way they're going to beat the likes of Novak still. Raf is still around as well. So uh, there is uh, that as well. And it was great to see, of course, the first real COVID-free uh, Australian Open in, what, two or three years. Uh, Matt, Where's your take on Novak now? He's won 10 Australian Opens in a row. People saying he could still be, uh, not in a row, but 10 Australian Opens in total. He could still um, be at the top of his game for another two or three years. Is he the best tennis player you've ever seen? Because it really does split people, doesn't it? Because everyone loves Roger. Most people love Rafa. But Novak, whilst he, to most people, was probably not as likable as the other two, it's hard to dispute the, the fact 
uh, how good he is and the fact that he's won 10 Australian Opens and, what, 22 Grand Slams and still looks likely he'll win at least a few more over the next few years if he stays injury-free. Well, yeah, if he stays injury-free, you'd, you'd have to think there's at least another one or two that are on the table for him, mm. especially from the Australian Open. So no no male tennis player has won more Grand Slams. And he's level now with Rafael Nadal on 22. He's only the second male to win 10 or more titles at a single gra- at a single Grand Slam. Mm. Obviously, Rafael Nadal's won 14 at the French Open. So I think it, if we're looking at the greatest ever, mm. I think he's got he's certainly got to be in the discussion now. Mm. One of three players to have won more than 20 Grand Slams, and there's certainly more on the table for him. And he and un, unlike I suppose Rafael Nadal, it doesn't look like he's slowing down just yet. Whereas it, you could well argue that we may have seen Rafa win his final slam. I, I, yeah, I, I wonder about that. I, and in terms of the greatest of all time discussions, I think there's certainly a case that you can make for Novak, Roger and Rafa. Mm. I was listening on, on Sports Day Victoria the other night to, to Kane Corns, who made the argument, a very bold claim, that Novak could be the greatest athlete slash sports mm. person of all time. And he made a, a reasonable case in terms of the longevity, in terms of having to, to do it on his own, in terms of not necessarily needing to, to rely on other teammates to help win the accolades. We had a huge discussion about that on, on Trades News Nutshell here yesterday. A lot of different suggestions from all sorts of different codes. Was there a name that stuck out to you, or do you think Kane makes a, a solid case with that one? Look, I suppose he, he makes a valid point uh, when it comes to Novak and all tennis players because... Matt, you've got to be, as you know, extremely fit to play tennis. These matches can go for five, sometimes uh, six hours, those long five-set matches. It's very, I think, very unique to tennis. I, I can't tell you. I mean, okay, golf, uh, you play, um, you know, round of 18. That's very different. I, I can't think of another sport that goes for, well, has the potential to go for that long. In our neck of the woods, rugby league, AFL, of course, there's a time limit on that. Same with uh, football overseas, the EPL. Um so, you, yeah, you would have to be extremely uh, fit and a world-class athlete. I, I suppose, Matt, I guess the question mark on that is you're probably less likely, and look, players do pick up injuries in tennis a lot, but compared to the contact sports, um, yeah, it would it, it, you'd be less likely to pick up injuries. And people would say, look, cricket goes for eight hours a day at the test matches. That is true. But, of course, it's slightly different, whereas this is just a one-on-one athlete. So, look, he makes probably a very good point. Um, I suppose you could also uh, maybe say many football players, as in uh, soccer players overseas, would be regarded as some of the world's greatest athletes as well. But, yeah, tennis is one of the sports where you probably have to be, and look, you have to be fit in every sport, but you'd have to be one of the fittest in the world to be at that high level like he has been for, what, 15 years now and not really gone down. He hasn't obviously won every Grand Slam or every tournament, but he's been there or thereabouts and is back to world number one now. Yeah, no, well, it's I certainly got to agree with that. I think longevity plays a major impact in terms of the standings of where players sit in terms of mm. uh, the comparison of all time, was there a, this when I, when I put that to you, the greatest athlete, like sports person of all time, just to add to the conversations, mm. we were, we had a big talk about it yesterday. Is there a name that comes to mind, or or would you go with Novak? Uh, off the top of my head, Novak would have to be uh, up there. I mean, a lot of the NRL players in our part of the world are very uh, are fit. Uh, you can name so many names. Uh, 
current players, past players that have been absolute stars in the world of NRL, and they have to be uh, very fit as well. You look at someone like a James Tedesco at the moment uh, playing for the Roosters. He's played for New South Wales. He's played for Australia. And some years uh, in rugby league here, you get players that play basically every game of the NRL season. You play three state of origin games, and then you add on whatever international. So probably someone like a James Tedesco currently in terms of just a New South Wales point of view would be up there. But uh, look, at the, uh, the, it, as I said, I think tennis is a unique sport where you have to be going at your best for three, four, five hours. So, look, I think uh, that's a very valid claim uh, that it could well be uh, Novak Djokovic. And just on the topic of the NRL, you just mentioned yeah. James Tedesco there. We've finished the Australian Open now. We're this time next week. Hopefully Coxie will be back, but also <laughs> also the uh, Big Bash will be over. Mm. Is the NRL what you're most looking forward to next, or, or is there another sporting event coming up beforehand that you've got your eye on? Yeah, no, of course, we've got uh, you know the Super Bowl, and we've got the A-League, NBL, or EPL still continuing. But yeah, it has to be said, we're now in February, we're only... Uh, tomorrow, we're only a month away from the start of the season. We've had a few off-field uh, distractions, Matty. There's still a lot of talk about the CBA. So the NRL and the Players uh, Union and the RLPA are still fighting over an agreement. And there's been a bit of talk here and there about strike action, which obviously no one uh, wants. Most people saying that probably won't happen, but it would be obviously a huge uh, thing if it did happen and disrupt the start of the NRL season. But, Matt, we've actually got uh, a trials. We've got a new pre-season challenge starting up, not this weekend, but next weekend. So all eyes turning to rugby league now. And I'm sure it's probably the same down in Melbourne as well, where you've just started to see after a couple of quiet months, uh, rugby league start to dominate the sport headlines on uh, TV and also in the back page of the papers now that the tennis is done. You're right to say, still got the big bash to come, still some important matches over the next uh, couple of days of course the final on Saturday but yeah I think now all eyes starting to turn to the respective football seasons and uh, I think everyone's really looking forward to it because Matt I don't know about you in terms of the AFL but when you sort of get to this time of the year February is a bit more required a month of course we've got Australia touring India as well so you know we've still got enough sport but on the local scene it's a bit quiet and we're all looking forward to uh, the respective football season starting up and uh, getting into it for another year. Well, we've just had yesterday, just come through in the last 24 hours, the fixtures for the pre-season matches and the practice matches coming up, which will come uh, will come to pass over the coming weeks. So that's another thing to, to keep an eye on for football fans as we, and that's a good indication that we're starting to get closer to round one. Got to say that the other one that I've got an eye on is the Border Gavaska yes. series, yeah. Australia, India. That's a highly anticipated series that's coming up that'll, that'll start next week as well. I've, I've got to say, I've got one eye on that. I know our I know our record in India isn't exactly brilliant, but there's there's been a lot of build up to this one, and I think it'll be a really really good tournament to watch out for as well. I've got to say. Yeah, I think just before I let you go, I think that is probably uh, the most interest. I mean, of course, of course, we've got the Ashes later on the year that just always uh, provides a lot of interest in our winter. But I think for an overseas tour, and look, India always sparks some interest. But I I don't know about you, Matt, but I I think you look at it. I think this is probably been the tour with overseas tour with the most interest for a very long time on the back of how well Australia did in our summer but we also know how hard it is to win a test series over there yeah well it's it's almost the final frontier from yeah. an Australian cricketing point of view India and, and this is a huge year for Australia in terms of its test cricket for the men's side because if they go to India and they go there and they win the series be the first first time since 
2004, I think it is. But it would also instantly skyrocket Australia into into discussions about whether this group is is the best we've ever had at test level. Mm. And then backing up from that will be an Ashes series in England. And, and the revival of England in test cricket has been quite fascinating under Brendan McCullum. So this is a huge few months coming up for Australia's men's test side. And if they can win both of these series, it puts them in a rare air in terms of where they stand amongst Australian test teams of, of all time. Yeah, and of course, uh, you'll hear all of that on SCN as well, the Indian uh, Test Tour coming up starting in just over a week, actually, next Thursday, I think it is. So, yeah, looking yeah. forward to that. Matt, um, been good chatting with you. Uh, let's see if Matty Cox will actually return next week. Uh, I have my doubts because he did tell me he'd be back today, so I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't, maybe he's gone overseas or something. I don't know. Yeah, don't hold your breath on that one, Dan. No, no. We'll, <laughs> chat, we'll chat again soon, mate. Good job with the show. No. We'll chat again soon. No, thank you for that, Dan. Take care. Matt Donald in Melbourne. And it's Dan. Yeah, Matty Cox should be back next week, but we'll cross down to uh, either of them, whoever it is, might be both of them, uh, next week on Tradies News in a nutshell. It is 29 past five in New South Wales, 29 past four in Queensland. If you do have any thoughts, it's you know it's a good topic that uh, Matt raised there in our chat about who is the greatest athlete of all time. Um Look, Novak would definitely be up there. I think any tennis player that's been around for 15, 20 years at the top of their game have to be talked about. But if you do have any thoughts on that, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, the greatest athlete of all time. Do you agree with uh, well, what Kane Corns said about uh, Novak Djokovic or is there someone else that springs to mind? who could be the greatest athlete of all time, 0457 736 736. Or you can call the open line anytime, 1300 01 1170. Don't forget, after 6 a.m. this morning, Joel and Fletch in for breakfast. Vossie and Brandy, by the way, are back uh, Monday week uh, for our listeners in New South Wales. So you've got Joel and Fletch uh, for the remainder of this week. Maggie in with Joel on Friday. Uh, then Julian and Jaleesa next weekend, uh, next weekend, next week. And then Vossie and Brandy back Monday week uh, for... 2023. So looking forward to all of that. Asking you on the text and we'll get to them in a second. 0457 736 736 your greatest athlete of all time if you want to uh, get involved in that conversation. Also, uh, back of the coaches survey which is on the back page of the Daily Telegraph and the Courier Mail this morning. Um, split on the Pride round but of more interest uh, to me is that 52% of coaches think that if we are to expand, we should go to Perth. 22% said no. Only 4% uh, said North Sydney or a second New Zealand team or a, or, a, or a Pacific team. What do you make of that? Do you agree? Do you think Perth should be the place to go? Got a couple of texts there. We'll get to them after the break. 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. And when you think about issues in the game, um, and there's obviously a huge issue going on at the moment with the NRL and the RLPA, but outside of that, they believe at 68% concussion is the biggest issue in our game in rugby league. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. I'll get to some pretty bad injury news for the Cronulla Sharks in just a second. But just before a break, want to get your thoughts on this as well. We know Eddie Jones a couple of weeks ago was announced as the new coach for the second time of uh, the Wallabies. And he's put the All Blacks on notice and the world saying... We're coming for you. So the new Wallabies coach was unflinching in his mission to win Black the, uh, back the Bledisloe Cup and World Cup this year, despite having just months to prepare a group of players he's never worked with. 
So Jones said yesterday, our plan is to win the World Cup. If we win the World Cup, it changes things for rugby in Australia. So our target is to win the World Cup, then we'll worry about what happens after that. To win the World Cup, we're going to take this talented group of players who are going to have to work together to make a team that has a competitive edge over the rest of the world. So the Wallabies will play the All Blacks twice on the 29th of July in Melbourne and on the 5th of August in Dunedin to win back the Bledisloe Cup for the first time since 2001. And he said, I think they're in a pretty good spot, but we're coming after them. We're going to be chasing them down the street, and that's a good thing. We want that rivalry to be tough, and I think New Zealand want it as well. So we'll make sure we're chasing them. Uh, 0457 736 736. Since Eddie Jones has been announced coach of the Wallabies, is your interest in rugby union peaked? Has your interest got in a, uh, it was, you know, rugby union has been struggling in this country for quite some time. But since Eddie Jones was named coach a couple of weeks ago, have you got more interest in rugby union? Have you got more interest in what the Wallabies are going to be doing this year with those couple of Bledisloe Cup games and the World Cup at the back end of the year? Are you more interested in rugby union now? More interested in how the Wallabies are going to go? 0457 736 736. Eddie Jones, uh, he's a master coach, but he's very, very good at getting publicity to his sport as well. I suppose the big question, and uh, we'll see how it unfolds when they start playing some matches and see how much Eddie Jones can turn around this Wallabies team and how much Eddie Jones can turn around interest in rugby union in this country. As I said, World Cup year for rugby union. Has your interest peaked a bit more now that Eddie Jones is coach of the Wallabies? Or um, if you weren't interested, are you still not interested? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Happy to get your thoughts on that. Happy to get your thoughts on the coaches survey as well. As I said, 52% of them saying Perth should be the second team. What's your thoughts on that? And the greatest athlete of all time. Who is it? Is it a current player, current player, or maybe an ex-player? Uh, 0457 736 736. As I say, after the break, we'll get to some injury news as well and a bit of other sports news floating around. And your text, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. It's coming up to 25 to 6 in New South Wales, 25 to 5 in Queensland. Good to have your company. It's 21 to 6, 21 to 5 in Queensland. Joel and Fletch up for breakfast after 6. Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of them and then Pat and Heels along at 6 a.m. local time. For you, Vossie and Brandy would return Monday week. Uh, let us do a Big Bash update for you. This is for the Isuzu D-Max. Live your own way in the powerful Isuzu D-Max. Visit your local Isuzu Ute dealer today. Of course, tomorrow the Big Bash continues. The second last game, and it's uh, one of the teams are going to make the final on Saturday. Sydney Six is up against the Brisbane Heat. That'll be at 7.15 tomorrow night. Tomorrow on our show, we're joined by Menes, Andrew Menzel from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. Uh, we will preview the Big ba- big Bash match tomorrow night and, of course, look ahead to the final. Uh, going to be an interesting game. Six is uh, there. Most people thought they'd be in the final, but we'll have to wait and see. Just never know. And up against the Brisbane Heat. 
who have been a bit of a talking point around the SCN studios over the past couple of weeks. We'll see what happens there tomorrow. So we'll have a chat with Menas on the show tomorrow uh, morning and also in about any of the other big cricket issues after the Allen Border medal. And, of course, the Indian Tour not too far away, kicking off in uh, just over a week's time. That's a big bash update for you. Live your own way in the powerful Isuzu D-Max. Visit your local Isuzu Ute dealer today. All right, text 0457 736 736. You can call the open line as well anytime. 1300 01 1170. Asking you this morning about expansion. 52% of coaches in this coaches survey said Perth should be the next team if they are going to expand at the NRL over the next five or so years. Only 4% said North Sydney, a second New Zealand team or Pacific team. Your thoughts on that? 0457 736 736. On the back of our chat with Matt Donald, uh, the greatest athlete of all time, either past or present. Now, I said James Tedesco. I was just trying to keep it local. Uh, there's a lot of better athletes out there. No offence to James. 0457 736 736. Or Eddie Jones. Uh, he says yesterday, he said yesterday that they can win the Bledisloe Cup. They can win the World Cup. Has your interest levels gone up? in rugby union since Eddie Jones has been named coach of the Wallabies. And do you believe that they can actually go on and win the Bledisloe Cup for the first time since 2001 and the World Cup? 0457 736 736. Uh, Kingswood World, good morning uh, to you. Uh, yes, happy hump day to you as well. Um, Dan says on the text, 0457 736 736 in terms of greatest athletes of all time. Anna Kornikova. Thank you, Dan. Uh, very good tennis uh, player in her time. Uh, now, Green Keeping Rooster says, Morning, Dan. Just on the expansion vote, I think Perth is the next team to come in. Uh, it next is a no-brainer. I believe Perth should have came in this time instead of the Dolphins. It offers so much more than a second Brisbane team. That from the Green Keeping Rooster. Look, uh, yeah, look I'm looking forward to seeing how the Dolphins play this year. However, I don't totally disagree with you, Green Keeping. When, when this whole talk about 17th team coming in, and yes, Queensland is a big market, probably really our biggest market in terms of rugby league, Green Keeping, Rooster. But I, I just thought that Perth, considering as well, and yes, we've had COVID over the past few years, which has sort of put a halt to that, although we have had origin matches, but we saw teams taking a few club games. It's probably three or four club games a year being taken over there before COVID hit. And always, without fail, uh, usually anyway, a big crowd um, at Perth. And I just think, uh, firstly, you think of the TV situation where 9.30 over here on a Friday night or a Saturday night is 7.30 uh, over there. Um, so you can get two live matches on. Now, I know there'll be the argument that, yes, 9.30 might be a bit late on the East Coast to play a game of rugby league each weekend or every second weekend. Um, but you would still say, you know, five or six matches, either it be on a Friday or Saturday night, whether that be for Channel 9 or Fox Sports or Fox League, they'd love it. And I also think um, you look anywhere outside of New South Wales and Queensland and to a small extent, there is a, a still quite a big following of the Melbourne Storm in Melbourne, but there, Perth, to me, is the place you would want to be playing um, rugby league. You've got a lot of expats from all around the world who are either big rugby league or rugby union fans. Um, and you can see the interest in rugby league whenever it's played over there. So, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I was surprised they didn't go with Perth 
this time around, look, good luck to the Dolphins. I think, you know, it's good to see them there. I just think it's important to have another uh, Brisbane-based club. But, uh, and it's, you know, it's a different to just one supporting the Broncos. What I will find interesting, though, this year is they're playing their first game against the Roosters at Suncorp Stadium. You'd expect a big crowd there. If the Dolphins have a, not a poor year, but we, no one's expecting the Dolphins to make the top eight. Most people are expecting them maybe to jag a few wins. Some people expecting them to come last. So if they're not in contention for the top eight, and look, not many people are uh, expecting them to be, but if they're not in contention for the top eight, will they? Uh, how, how big will their crowds be um, midway through the year? Look, we could be wrong. They could uh, be. We could be proven wrong. They could be a very good team. You can never underestimate Wayne Bennett. He's done some very good things with basically every club he's coached. But I think he's got a few challenges this year. Uh, what do you make of all of that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Thank you for the text, Green Keeping uh, Rooster. And it's something we'll discuss as we get closer to the rugby league season as well. Uh, the Dolphins. I'd be happy to hear from any uh, one up in Queensland and uh, especially once the season starts as well. Uh, any new fans that will su- be supporting the Dolphins over the Broncos for whatever reason, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 uh, Treman has been in the line, says, Hi, Dan. So hard to select the greatest athlete of all time when you have names like Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan. Uh, yes, that name was thrown up in the office here. Michael Phelps, Wayne Gretzky, etc. Then throw in athletes like Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, Jim Thorpe, who were champions across multiple sports. My vote is Michael Phelps, uh, the swimmer who holds an Olympic record that far exceeds the next best, that from the Yeovil Treman. Uh, yeah, well, you look at uh, some of those names there. Muhammad Ali, excellent. Uh, Michael Phelps, you know, we were very lucky in swimming and we've still got some great swimmers around to be in that era when we first saw Ian Thorpe. No one will forget uh, what he did in the 2000 and 2004 Olympics. Then Michael Phelps comes along and he was just sensational, a fantastic uh, a swimmer. Um, and a great athlete as well. So, yeah, good text there, uh, Yeovil uh, Treeman. And this one from the Serbian Seagull. So we were talking before the break about Eddie Jones uh, being, well, obviously being named Wallabies coach, but have your interest levels rise at all in rugby union now that he has been named coach of the Wallabies? Are you going to be watching it more? Are you going to, um, you know, possibly think that the Wallabies could go on to win uh, the World Cup? Uh, Serbian Seagull says, Dan, come on. Wingers wearing lumber jackets. Drop goals worth three points. Uh, you're having a little tipple this early. Uh, that'll do me. Uh, no, Serbian Seagull, I'm not. Um, and I didn't say my interest levels have rised, but there definitely has been, and I don't think you can argue this, in the past two or so weeks since Eddie Jones has been named coach of the Wallabies, I don't think you can argue that the fact there has been more publicity of Rugby Union and the Wallabies over the past two weeks that I reckon there was for the last six months, apart from potentially when they played. So he is doing something for the game. Let's see what he can do on the field. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Uh, has your interest levels peaked in rugby union? Are you going to be watching more of it because of Eddie Jones being coach of the Wallabies? Definitely the publicity has got up a level. Let's see what happens when they take the field later on in the year. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. A bit of news floating around as well in rugby league. Uh, An awful news for the Cronulla Sharks. 
Uh, they fear they could be dealt a major double blow ahead of the 2023 season. Saw this uh, when I woke up this morning with young guy on K Dykes suffering suspected a torn ACL. So Dykes, he was in line to compete for a first grade fullback jersey this year, is at risk of missing the entire season after being sent for scans on his knee on Tuesday. Uh, the Sharks are currently training at a pre-season camp in Wollongong. Uh, Dykes, typical of his strong character, has stayed with the team despite his season likely being over. Uh, he turned 21. It was his birthday yesterday when he suffered this suspected torn ACL. Uh, so that leaves a bit of a blow to the Cronulla Sharks' depth, uh, especially considering that Newcastle have now signed Lockie Miller to play fullback for the Newcastle Knights from Cronulla. He farewelled his Sharks teammates on Monday after securing a release from the final year of his contract in Cronulla. Uh, so he's been signed for the Knights to play fullback, which will see Kalen Ponga get the chance to move to 5'8". And we heard from Adam O'Brien on SDN about two or three weeks ago. Kalen has been training, according to Adam O'Brien, in that 5'8 position for the whole off-season. So you'd expect him to be, to be there for the whole season. Uh, so, yeah, bad news for the Sharks. Not only just losing Lockie Miller, which is bad enough, uh, but now also Kay Dyke suffering a potential, uh, well, suspected torn ACL. And looks like he'll be gone for the season. Obviously, Nico Hines uh, still there. Connor Tracy, uh, Will Kennedy. But the depth is going to be tested now. Uh, one would expect, suspect uh, the Cronulla Sharks. Best wishes to Cade Dykes. 0457 736 736 or 1300 is our open line number. Just before a break, uh, Harry Suter, he played so well in the World Cup for Australia. It looks like he is going to sign a deal uh, worth around Australian dollars, $26.4 million, uh, that will send him to Leicester City. Looks like it's basically all done and dusted. Uh, he'll be off to Leicester City for $26.4 million. It's not bad, is it? Uh, we'll talk to John about that on Friday morning when we talk all things English Premier League. We'll finish off with your text in a second, 0457 736 736. And breakfast is not too far away. 10 minutes to 6 in New South Wales, 10 to 5 in Queensland. It is, and don't forget, we're here all for Makita this season. Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Uh, text to finish off the show, 0457 736 736. Talking about expansion teams, coaches have said 52% uh, of them uh, believe that it should be um, Perth being the next expansion team. Uh, text here, Dan, Perth has the fourth biggest population in Australia. Would have rather them uh, than another Queensland team. Well, yep, uh, they are there, the Dolphins, so we'll have to see uh, how they go. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think Perth should be the next expansion team. And this one uh, from Cassie, uh, 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 greatest sportsman, uh, Don, sportsperson Don Bradman. Yeah, people forget uh, him as well. Don Bradman, of course, uh, probably the greatest cricketer of all time, definitely the greatest batsman of all time. Thank you for the text, Cassie. Uh, thank you for all your texts this morning. Joel and Fletch coming up with breakfast after the 6 o'clock news. For our Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of that show, then Patton Heels along from 6 a.m. local time. Tomorrow on our show, we'll talk all things cricket with Andrew Menzel from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. Looking forward to that. Uh, breakfast follows the news, and I'll catch you tomorrow morning from 5 a.m. Have a great Wednesday.